0: doing something new here this is dream warriors uh halloween special little halloween thing uh we're calling it 31 days of dread uh this is day one the bunny man massacres let's get to it just myself here, so th- this this is October 1st, uh, we're in uh, about midday, about 2 o'clock in the afternoon, uh, yeah, so just to bring you up to speed with uh, what's happening with, with the show, uh, I haven't decided yet if what I'm about to talk about is going to flow into normal episodes, so... We may have, uh, like, just for example, something like Dream Warriors 55 rolled into the middle of October, like, uh, or throughout uh, this series I'm going to tell you about real quick. So, 31 Days of Dread, uh, October, 31 days, Halloween, uh, going to do one horror movie a day, uh, and we're going to target, uh, you know, maybe 25, 30 minute long episodes, uh, quick conversations, Uh, A lot of these are already recorded. They're already uh, on the shelf, ready to go. And some of them I have uh, planned out with uh, Heather, Mark, John, potentially, uh, to, you know, have them sit down and talk about some movies that they enjoy. And, yeah, so, like, the the whole idea, uh, what kind of came of this, is a YouTube channel, Massacre. Uh, James Rolfe, he's a a gatekeeper, influencer in the realm of YouTube. And uh, he used to do, it was like Monster Mania. And it was 31, he did 31 YouTube videos. Uh, And yeah, a lot of work. But I thought copying his format, copying what he did. And, uh, you know, just, just adding a little bit more to um a l- l- little bit more insight into the the movie uh where I was with it uh is, like watching it or if it's a, if it's a legacy movie with me something like the exorcist poltergeist uh you know movies that I, I watch you know maybe like once or twice a year and you know kind of talk about how those movies have affected you know my entire life or or, or how the movie uh, reads through through one's life so yeah, so today, <laughs> uh, Amazon Prime Discovery, the Bunny Man Massacres, and wow, this this movie blew me away. Uh, it blew me away in such, such an unexpected, uh, fun, delightful, um, like way. Uh, and and by that, uh, I'll give you like a little bit of background. So, Norm and myself, we there there's uh, i'm I'm trying to phrase this right but yeah it's no secret norm and i are on are a little bit of a of a break uh and we were developing a bunch of different projects and this this is something that i feel like anyone listening should do in their life um norm norm and i have a you know like roughly maybe like a 10 year gap between us age-wise and I always took Norm under my wing, nurtured his creative side, uh, tried, uh, tried to give him the shortcuts that, that really made me bleed in in life. <laughs> like, hey, uh, I went through this stuff. You don't have to. Please listen to me. And, you know, uh, trials, tribulations, life goes on, the candle burns. Uh, yeah, uh, Norm yeah, kind of like would be on, on and off that path, but... Within the last two years, I really tried to crack down and, and complete two projects with him that I thought would be great, um, like, uh, there would be great definitions, capability statements uh, that I thought he would be able to shop around and get a job somewhere as a creative. So one of these projects, uh, The Birth of Dream Warriors, as we all know, was a discussion around one of our comic projects, and that was a recorded session that became the podcast the second project was a movie project and yeah, I was very animated with, uh, um, to have him learn as much about the filmmaking process as possible. Uh, you know, with, uh, kind of like me coming in as, uh, I, I don't even say producer because I'm not, I'm, I'm unclear on exactly, uh, how I would fall in, into that role, but almost just, just as like a mentor, um, you know, just making sure he was doing things correctly, uh, you know, and like the, uh, this and that. So this film project, believe it or not, very similar <laughs> to the Bunny Man Massacre. So when I saw this on Amazon Prime, uh, it was just one of those things where I'm like, you know what? I was like, we, we were definitely onto something because here it is. I'm looking at it. Uh, I think our spin was fantastic. I think we had more of a like fun slasher angle to it. Uh, you know, so that's that's what that's why this movie popped out to me. That's why I wanted to make it day one, and that's why I waited uh, till today to even record this episode because I thought it would just be uh, you know like a little bit more true, a, l- a little bit more honest. And, you know, that's, that's what we do with Dream Warriors. We, 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 we be as honest as possible we, with our feelings, with uh, where we are. Uh, a lot of this stuff affects, um, you know, how we view something sometimes. You know, if, we're, if you're in a bad place uh, state-wise or if you're in a bad frame, uh, your receptors are off. And, and you can sit down and, and watch Hamlet and think it's horrible. You know, if you're in a good state, you can sit down, and, and, and Hamlet just is the most incredible uh, play, uh, even movie, the Kenneth Branagh movie. It's just incredible, and you love it. You, you maybe love it more at that moment than you ever could in your entire life. And I think this is very important when it comes to reviews and discussions and things things of that nature because sometimes you um, – yeah, like you build a wall up, uh, like you build a wall of defense up, and yeah, and eventually, what that does is it clouds your mind, and your receptors are off, and you're just not reading or seeing what you should. Uh, you're in a different frame, and because of that, you're not getting the most out of the content that's being delivered to you. So, okay, uh, let's let's just so Carl Lindbergh that's the guy that, that directed this movie. Uh, It's put out by uh, (laughs) Anok Productions, and if you go to Carl's Twitter, uh, Anok Productions is uh, listed under his Twitter page. And I haven't really looked into too much of him and who he is, but just by going to his website, uh, he has South Park up on, on his website, so I don't know. He may have some connections uh he might might do work at south park so this this movie from the opening credits yeah it's almost a love letter to texas chainsaw uh the movie poster also says inspired by true events which i'm very curious about but uh it's it begins that this movie opens it opens a way that you Anyone that's seen horror movies and watched slasher movies, there there are scenarios that run through your head that you just, you're like, my God, like, would just someone open a movie this way? Would someone just do it? with someone, please, 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 please. So this movie, uh, spoiler, I don't care. (laughs) Uh, It's a bunny with a chainsaw going through a school bus, hacking kids. And if that's not the most glorious beginning of a horror movie, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure we can top it. And then at that point, it goes uh, into... I forget what, what Friday the 13th. One one of the kills, uh, I know the, he pulls a girl out of the tent with his sleeping bag and beats it against a tree, Jason Voorhees. So the bunny in this movie does something similar uh, in the next scene. So, and... Along the way, what we have, uh, we we have a collection of beautiful women. <laughs> you know, like stuff you want to see in in a movie like this. Okay, beautiful women, and uh, you see some of them topless. And what 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 can I say about that? Other than just just go go watch it. You guys see some of this. Uh, it's. It's great to see movies that just have clear intent delivered to you. Not trying to be cute. Not trying to reinvent the wheel. But uh, there's obvious influences in this movie. Uh, I think Carl. Right? Yeah, that guy's first name right, right. Let me just go back. Yeah, Carl. Good, good old Carl. This is a, a guy who, who just made a movie. He found a way to make a movie. And there is enough there for this guy to get another shot to make more not not so much maybe bunny man but something else or maybe a sequel but it's there's enough there There, there's enough there for him to maybe get two shots and that's that's the very important takeaway uh horror movies are often criticized for not being original not being good everyone says horror is not as good as it used to be but i don't know every single year there, there seems to be great horror movies uh variations on trends and and pivots and it goes on and on and on and on and that's really the history of of horror uh horror is built off of the success of others and it's changed up and along the way you know, it gets changed up enough where it, it slowly evolves into another subgenre of something else that exists within horror. So, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, are is some of the audiences are just, you know, because they have the social media as a platform. They they want to just get up on the soapbox and start barking. Yeah, mo- mostly that. But in in my opinion, Carl has crafted a love letter uh the deaths in this movie uh you know some of them I think I think they even borrowed one from salo uh, <laughs> the the Italian well, I'm pretty sure that's it the Italian horror movie they borrowed one death out of that and yeah you know, this movie is gory this movie' is bloody this movie has a uh, a position with blood uh I think uh, it has wonderful use of force perspective and it just goes to show you you don't need like wow you don't need trailers you don't need sound guys you don't need uh, caterers Uh, like these things people uh, you're under the impression you think you need no like this dude just went out and shot a freaking movie the movie he wanted to to see probably the movie he fantasized about when he was in high school Okay, it watches. Ah, oh, we. I wish Jason Voorhees were slaughter children. I wish Nightmare on Elm Street had more boobies. I, w- I wish Halloween just did these types of kills. Like, why can't they do it? They made multiple sequels of those movies, and you know, they kind of get toned down sequel to sequel. Uh, they never really seem to get cranked up. And this movie starts, uh, it's. I think it's... The Texas Chainsaw angle is great. Because you you actually see the face of of the bunny dude. Which I kind of thought was a mistake. Uh, I would have liked it to have been hidden throughout the entire movie. But dude, the guy's face. You're almost like... You're like, whoa! Like, it's, oh, it's such an eerie visual. Even now, just thinking about it. And... So, the, the other angle uh, that this movie kind of goes on, or tangent, is a little bit like The Hills Have Eyes. So, you have, like, the Texas Chainsaw, like, murder family angle. You have the slasher movie angle, you know, with, with the bunny, <laughs> okay? And then, it, it kind of skews, beers into a Hills Have I, uh the Hills Have Eyes angle, and... When, when you see a movie and the intent is as clear as this, you, there is, when there's little room for, uh, I'll say nuance, okay, but you, you get, you, you, you get what you sit down to watch, uh, you know, like that's, that's a piece of the film going experience that we're losing right now, uh, it's being lost, movies, Right now, fight in battle to be so creative. They fight in battle to be too original. They fight in battle too hard. They try and be too cute, and and it falls apart time and time again. It doesn't resonate. Uh, tell me, sit down and tell me, RoboCop isn't exactly what it is, or Gremlins, or Goonies, or Poltergeist. Like these movies from the eighties are like really not dying. Like they're not the, the movies from the eighties are conquering culture as a whole okay uh everything else from the 90s seems to be going through a resurgence but the 90s movies so we we have to look at that format we have to look at uh what what these filmmakers were trying to do okay now some of it is to sell merchandise believe it or not some of these movies uh were commercials and we're better for it 80s cartoons you know uh deregulation reaganomics rolling in allowed direct advertising to children and we had a golden age of animation and ideas and toy production that to this day uh adults cannot back out of they are just addicted to still collecting transformers and and so on and, and so forth so you know, when I speak of intent, that's that's where I'm coming from. And it the delivery method, glorious. I, I, how amazing is it that I found this movie just off of uh flicking through Amazon Prime. Just going through the entire horror catalog, making a list of what to do for, for all of October. And as soon as I saw this movie, I, it just blew my mind to a poster that the artwork alone blew my mind not, not that it was uh like not that it was like some groundbreaking piece just the visual just like you know it's like the wow well, like i this this thing it exists it's out there i found it and that's why it's number one because I, I it's i want to bring it to you directly so uh criticisms for the movie i don't know i mean <laughs> like it's it's maybe uh I don't know. I I, don't, I think it has gaps in in the narrative flow. Ooh, platitude. Right? I gotta explain that without really destroying too much of the movies. Within spoilers, excuse me. I got something in my throat there. Uh, yeah, narrative flow. Uh, I don't think the the I don't think the characters. I don't think the situation. I don't think the uh, the plot arrives quickly enough uh i think the there's the the stuff with the kids doesn't seem to to really resonate or carry through the movie cause you know how would you ever get away with that uh like you know like like you wouldn't you would have the national guard looking for you so and then it becomes kind of like girl porn horror and you're you're not buying any of the victims, you're not buying that they're in trouble, you're not buying that they are being hurt or tortured. But okay, so, but the parts of the plot that resonate are that, you know, these are just psychotic people that just get off on torturing women. Uh, big part of this movie. I think some of that, like some sympathy built into the villains, would have been perfect. Uh, you just kind of, feel sorry for them to to a larger extent. A lot of this, kind of like plot-wise, is exactly what we saw in 31, Rob Zombie's 31, and something like The Purge, if we just go with real quick modern day examples. But those movies have a structure that was presented early, like a a situation, a a setting that uh, was really just sold within like the first couple minutes. This movie does not do that. Uh, this is more of a design draw type feature. It's, um, you know, with, if it's a psychotic type family, Texas Chainsaw style, it really needs to deliver, um, you know, like types of visuals and practices of the family that are, yeah, you know, I, would, I, would, I would even say like House of a Thousand Corpses. You know, the Rob Zombie reference, uh, his love letter the beginning of that uh, also uh Texas Chainsaw Massacre uh it needs to have some of that and it just needs to be a horror family with it being realistic and not over the top and just so when they get these girls you're you're afraid for them you want them to escape but you don't and that's the hook. And so in this movie, you really don't care. You kind of just want the girls to to die. You're like, oh, just kill them. So, all right, so those are the thoughts. Uh, I think they're fantastic thoughts for a first-time filmmaker. Heck yeah. Uh, Any day of the week. I think if we had more guys like Carl out there doing it, grinding away, uh, I think Carl should be on a lecture series. Uh, Like I said, I'm super impressed by this guy, by, by this director. Uh, he seemed to be a one-person production house. Uh, I think he also wrote, wrote the movie. He, he produced it. I it might have been involved with some of the special effects. I didn't drill too deeply into that only because I just wanted to enjoy and absorb the movie as it was. I didn't want to drill too deep into it. I didn't want to think about it too much. I just wanted to sit down, watch it, and then, b- bang, come here and record that's all I wanted to do. Give me one, one moment here. I need a uh, sip of my coffee. Yeah, I was out pretty late last night. <laughs> woke up late today. Uh, I think I think I'm mentally snapped. Uh, just too much going on. I'm doing Ink, inktober for my Instagram. Uh, Jake Parker I'm using his prompts. Uh, I'm using robots as a theme. I was behind on that uh i cleaned out my final storage unit for, uh full of collectibles from jersey and really just dumping everything on ebay and that's just been that it's been non-stop day and night type work to filter break down list and things start selling so even now i have six or seven packages i gotta get out the door by monday morning okay so uh, between last night and this morning yeah i needed a lot of quiet time i needed to mentally recharge and at the at the same notion or not notion what am i saying I, I, in, in the, the same level had to get my butt in gear at the same time so but i saw um son little last night philadelphia artist look him up fantastic oh my god such a good show it's all at the boot and saddle um Incredible show. Great time. But yeah, so just getting back to this real quick. It's important. If you're out there and you want to get involved with film, if you want to just make a movie, watch this movie, memorize it, because you you can see your own capabilities. It, we're not dealing with a $30 million budget. We're dealing with a zero budget. And now we have something that's streaming that people can watch anywhere at any time. It's available on the second largest streaming network. Or maybe, I don't know if, if uh, membership-wise, if Prime has more than Netflix. I really don't know. But you can do it. It's out there. Just get it done. It doesn't have to be perfect, but finish it. And that's the, that's the point. Just finish the freaking movie that you want to make. And maybe some of this is, is me talking directly to Norm. Just do it. The, this movie idea exists. It's out there. We There's validation of the premise. So finish finish your job. Just do it. Uh, yeah, so maybe, maybe like that's, that's a big message here also. But I don't know. Uh, Lightheart. Not taking things too seriously, it's hard not to enjoy this movie. I think this movie is great to sit down and I was on Amazon and there was (laughs) Friday the thirteenth and Nightmare on Elm Street shot glasses. (laughs) So like buy those, man. Sit down with your friends, crack open some fireball, create a drinking game to this movie. Okay, and just enjoy yourself. Just have a good freaking time, and that's that's what Carl wants you to do. And I don't know, I'm, I'm going to publish this. I'm I'm going to tweet Carl. Uh, I would love Carl to be maybe maybe my first call in guest for Dream Warriors. I I really would. I'm not even joking. But look, episode one or day one of thirty one days of dread, it, it's a wrap. Uh, don't forget, uh, you can you can monitor. Everything coming for Dream Warriors as it's being built. It, uh, it's on Facebook, Peter A. DeLuca. Just find me on Facebook. It's it's a business page. And AKA Pad13 on Instagram. Those are your two biggest avenues. Instagram and Facebook will, will just tell you everything that's coming up between my art projects, my drawing projects, any products coming out, anything to do with streaming, live dream warriors and the youtube stuff okay so check me out there um let me know let me know if this movie sucked (laughs) well (laughs) or let me know not even that you know that's that's unfair let me know if you did not enjoy this movie i want to know why but signing off and hey day two coming up what's it going to be what's the horror movie